Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Piedmont Triad Podcast. Before I get too old, I'm on to head down to Muscle Shoals. Baby, you can meet me at the station. Welcome to another episode of the Piedmont Triad Podcast, where we explore the weird, artistic, and unusual aspects of the Piedmont Triad area of North Carolina. I'm your host, David Locklear, and today we are talking with Brian Danilowski and Ann Everton, of the Baltimore, Maryland psychedelic rock band Darsambra. Formed from the bones of the underground rock band Meat Jack, Darsambra emerged in 2006, releasing an extensive catalog of their trans-apocalyptic galaxy rock and culminating with their 2021 EP Call the Doctor slash Night Garden, which presents the familiar Prague-inspired galaxy rock that fans around the globe have come to expect from the duo while also presenting a departure in mood from their previous efforts. And when they perform live, they create a symbiotic audio-video involvement that creates a temporary reality woven by sight, sound, and movement. And live, it is truly a cinematic rock and roll show. Today they talk to us about the recent passing of the Baltimore underground rock legend Dave Sherman, musical experimentation, and the one time where they actually had a minister call their live show a sober acid trip. me you guys is um call the doctor ep and um i've uh yeah i've been listening to it uh, a couple times a week it's actually um very good for me in terms of like when i lay down at night and just trying to decompress my mind that's like the been the perfect soundtrack so far of just getting my head sort of nice and straight you know awesome that's awesome. Thank you. thanks for the feedback yeah no problem i'm yeah i'm pumped to come see you guys at monster Cade. they've um they're kind of a, a pretty new club here in Winston. They've only been around a couple of years, but they've been really, really awesome about bringing in a lot of the more underground and lesser-known bands and bringing in punk shows. And it's been uh, been real refreshing to have uh, this kind of music to, to pop around our scene regularly again. Oh, yeah. Monster Cade's great. I think we, we, we played there. played there, yeah, a few times. I think it was now. 2019, and then we played there last year, too, or earlier this year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you really? I must have, I, I didn't come across that for a, some reason. It was a sneak. We went down to Atlanta to see the band Sparks, and on the way back, we figured we'd play some shows to help pay for the cost again. <laughs> so, well, very last minute. And Monster Cade's always been really, really good to us. Very welcome. I can't, I can't, I think we played there at least three times or three or four. Know. They've been very, very welcoming yeah. for us. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I talked yeah. to um, Carlos uh, a few yeah. months ago. I did an interview with him, and uh, 
Yeah, he he's got some interesting stories. He's a, he's a pretty cool guy. So I'm I'm glad to hear that you guys have a good rapport with him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Winston Salem definitely is one of those cities for us. It's kind of a home away from home. Oh, that's awesome! It, uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys are coming around now. About 15, 20 years ago, it was that that area. You, you wouldn't want to go there after dark. It was not a good place to be. Well, remember, we live in Baltimore. All right. So you know what I'm talking about. Oh, totally. Yeah, but we seem like we found some like like-minded, you know, freaks in uh, Winston-Salem. So it was, so it's just been a really a great time continuing to come there. Yeah, we always are singing Winston's praises because everybody up here thinks that Asheville is the most important place in North Carolina. And we say no, no, don't forget about Winston-Salem. I could easily see living there. It's a very chill place. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, talking about the uh, the the EP, the the Call the Doctor EP. So it's. It's basically, it's two songs. It's like Sunshine, Nighttime. What brought those, you know, what was the inspiration for those songs? You know, both of them are composed during quarantine. And um, I think there is a certain degree of isolation, actually, as the inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) All the Dolphins, you know, the type of song that we wrote and then later learned to play, kind of in an effort to, I don't want to say cheer ourselves up because there's, an energetic dark quality to it as well but like it's definitely a song that gets us motivated Mm -hmm. and i think that was very useful in 2020 because it was very easy to think are we ever gonna go on tour ever again ever Yeah, that was kind of a freaky time, I think, for fans and bands alike, where it was just like, man, did I attend my last concert and didn't even realize it? Yeah, we we were used to touring, you know, a large chunk of the year. I mean, this upcoming tour is our 26th tour. Wow. So so we tour a lot. Yeah, and that's that's just been since 2011. And so we're used to touring a lot, but... um, yeah, we were just like, like everybody got the rug pulled out from under them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when they were trying to bring it back, even then it was, it still really didn't seem like it was going to, it seemed like it was going to fall through. Like I wasn't real hopeful when they were still trying yeah, to bring well, shows back. Yeah, when things were starting to come back, it was even then like things still kind of would still get canceled at the last minute. Oh yeah. Or whatever, you know, so it was, it's been a slow, slow return. And what did you guys do in in terms of you know how did you support yourselves? I know a lot of people you know they did things online and uh, you know some people just went out and got a, you know, a regular old nine to five practical job. You know what what were right. your guys' right. solution? So our our solution was was funny because right when all the you know the shit hit the fan, we mm. were we were on the 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 cusp of a, a big European tour. We we had we were supposed to go out to Europe for six weeks starting April first with a, a slot on the awesome Roadburn Festival out of Netherlands. And then we had a another four week tour planned for the summer for the US and Canada. And we were working on a, a South tour for fall. And then everything just went flip. And the one thing we did was I mean this the first when it first happened we were we were like basically the tour we were supposed to do was supposed to in Europe was supposed to start April 1st. So we got really, you know, and nobody knew that things were coming down till mid March. And we, we just um, started playing a lot of online shows. And that's exactly what we did. Just like you said, we started doing a, a lot of online shows. There was more to it than that. 
We decided to cool our house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, were gonna have we played all these different rooms in the house and in our yard. We played on top of our garage, which our neighbors surprisingly enjoyed, which is good. Yeah. And we even inspired some neighbors to do performances of their own many years later on their roofs. Yeah, yeah. We just basically were like, we can't not play shows, so we're just going to bring it to you live from our house. And we thought the, the, a clever thing would be to tour you know, different rooms of the house. So, you know, rather rather than play our usual whatever five or so shows a week, we just played like we did like two shows a week for the whole six weeks we were supposed to be out on tour. Mm-hmm. And um, and we were just you know, come, uh, coming to you, coming to you live from different parts of the house. You know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a, a fun thing to try and coordinate. We're lucky enough. I mean, we were both technically unemployed because Brian's sole job is booking our tours and playing shows, both of which we couldn't do during 2020. Mm-hmm. And I had another job as a barber, which, again, I couldn't do for the first few months. Mm-hmm. And we're both yoga teachers. And, and we, we're both yoga teachers, and we, although there's no kind of income. No, no, <laughs> no, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do that for a while either. We had to, like, do those classes online as well. Oh, yeah, we saw yoga online for, like, a year and a half or something like that. We had a whole YouTube channel and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my wife kind of did the same thing. She's also, she's a yoga instructor as well. And yeah, it was kind of like, all right, well, we're going to figure something out. So yeah, she right. she did the same thing. Right. And we know teachers that are still just teaching online and people that still just practice online. So I get it. Like... The world shifted really quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think most people are completely, like most people who work a regular, typical kind of a job are perfectly fine working from home. But it's like everybody else, we're like, nah, man, we got to get back out on the road. We got to get out of here. You know, we got to do something. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So yeah. when you were uh, isolated playing this music, it's, um, you know, you had all of this equipment and whatnot. Did you find yourself maybe experimenting with sounds that you normally wouldn't have probably thought about messing with during this time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really definitely. definitely. Call the doctor being a great example. Like, everybody thinks we're wizards with MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Call the doctor was our first foray into MIDI. And, uh, and I do feel like... Even Night Garden, like the, and really those are two songs from like a 90 minute double album that we've been working on since the quarantine mm-hmm. that we're hoping about ideally sometime next year. I mean, we say that every year, but we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the hard thing is 2022 has not been as energetically slow as 2020. So. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like this has been the first year where things are actually trying to trying to get back into a groove of normalcy, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even though all of us are like, why hurry? We learned in 2020, take it easy, enjoy life. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it was kind of like, yeah, we. I was trying to enjoy life, but at the same time, I'm trying to get on the phone with my mortgage company and praying to God I don't lose my house there for the first month or two, oh, you know? God, <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. We were so, so, so lucky. I mean... I think inadvertently we have been like subconsciously kind of preparing for something like that for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. And so our home, you know, our, we bought a foreclosure many years ago. So, you know, our house was very affordable and 
Mm-hmm. Our home situation was like stable, and we had a really bumper crop in our yard, our garden that year. So it's like 2020 was a very surprisingly gentle year to us. I think 2022 actually has been much more challenging. <laughs> Even well, though it's been the one. I, 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 I wouldn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because 2020 had such interesting challenges that I... Well, the psychological challenges were next level. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. throughout the quarantine, specifically from like, I want to say March to June of 2020, I think every single day we would say to each other, I'm so glad I'm a musician. I'm so glad I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm so glad that I have this outlet, because without it, we would be totally screwed. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, you know, I find myself doing the same thing in, in terms of just, I like writing and I like, you know, doing the podcast and whatnot. And I notice when I find myself in a groove where I'm doing other things, where that outlet's not being fed, I, I, I suddenly find myself maybe a month or two in just being anxious and irritated yeah. and I don't know what the yeah. fuck's wrong with yeah. me, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to have the creative release. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I, I think people uh, underestimate the importance of that. It's a, it's a psychological release. Totally. And I mean, I hate to say this, but particularly if they don't have any personal creative releases, like no journaling, mm-hmm. no strumming on an instrument, none of that. Oh, I know. I know. It, it's it's very important. I, I wish I had maybe focused on it a little bit more when I was younger. I think I might have I might have had a better mentality at a younger age. But, you know, I, I, as long as I get there, who cares? You know, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. so the uh, well, the call the doctor I was noticing has a, a really similar sound to um 2016's polyvision and um oh, yeah. is that just sort of the direction you guys are going right now because it is kind of different from your earlier stuff in 2005 to now and oh, yeah. i know that yeah. artists are always evolving so i'm just kind of curious if there were any events you know besides like the pandemic and whatnot that have transitioned the sound from you know 2005 to now yeah, well, the, the biggest one being when I first when the, when the band was first started, it was just me. It was just a one a one man band. I had a, a metal band I was doing with the, some other fellows at the time, and like I started Dar Sombra sort of as a, um an, a creative outlet for some of my more you know like weirder and ambient and, and soundtracky kind of soundscapey sort of ideas, mm-hmm. and so it actually existed sort of as a one person band for almost 10 years and I did tours and everything. And then, um, eventually I met Anne and, um, every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at us border patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I think I joined the band in 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we started touring together in 2011. And when I first joined the band, I was just doing video work because that's my background. I was mm-hmm. a video artist. Mm-hmm. But then in 2013, a friend convinced me to start performing, even though I was like, well, I gotta learn an instrument, so Brian started teaching me what he knew about music, and I started playing synth and percussion and singing with Brian on stage in 2013, so, so a lot of evolution. 
Mm-hmm. So Polyvision was the first album to feature, you know, somebody else besides me playing some instrumentation. And that's where we had Ann, you know, playing percussion and synthesizer and stuff. And yeah, so, and then when this band first started too, I think it was a lot more darker and noisier. And mm-hmm. I think over time it's gotten a little more, um, you know, it's, it's still heavy at times, but it gets kind of proggy and a little more... Even goofy at times, you know. We still want to keep, you know. We still bring bring in the dark stuff too, but it's it's. I think it has a more, I don't know, like rounded out vision because it's not just the the, the dark and the angsty stuff. You know, it's kind of got everything now. So yeah, yeah. And do you still have your other uh, like rock metal project for the you know <laughs> real specific dark stuff, or no, is it dark somber now? No, not at all. Yeah, it's just all dark somber. That that band um, broke up in two thousand and five, and um, and yeah, and I've just kind of never looked back. I've just kind of been enjoying enjoying where dark somber's been taking me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, twenty nineteen release um, transmission, which is like one forty minute song. Mm-hmm. That like kind of encompasses, I think, everything that we do because it's such a very long song and the <laughs> it does have like quite a bit of very dark elements to it would you say yeah yeah i think yeah yeah the first half of transmission is definitely more more like a no- noisier darker side mm-hmm. right and then, sort of, and then it sort of morphs into the, the more you know ambient mellow everything's going to be okay kind of thing. <laughs> like, let's think of it this way let's think of the first half of transmission as like that part of the mushroom trip before you throw up, and the second half <laughs> after you throw up. Third <laughs> class from Darsama. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very interesting take on, you know, the tension release dynamic, you know? <laughs> I wasn't yeah. telling no one yeah. else has used that metaphor to describe their music anytime recently, at least. <laughs> Possibly a very clunky and somewhat gross metaphor, but you get the idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you don't misunderstand it. You know, everybody knows exactly what that feels like. So, yeah. We, we often have people tell us, like, this is like being, this is like tripping, like, when they see our show. Are you gave us a trip without the drugs. What did they say at that wedding? I know. Honestly, I'll take the opinion of an ex-drugged out minister any day. I'll be like, yeah, you know. Any day of the week, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's funny you guys were mentioning uh, how you're from Baltimore, and so when I w- was looking up some of the people that you guys had opened for, you know, I saw Wino and uh, a couple other people who were sort of native to the uh, the, the Baltimore, the Maryland area. So I wanted to ask you guys specifically about this since you're from around there. Um, did uh, You've heard about uh, Dave Sherman passing away recently from uh, Earthride and Obsessed, all those bands? Yeah. Yeah, we were sad to hear that. Uh, we we knew Dur- uh, we knew Sherman. My, my old band used to play shows with you know Spirit Caravan and Hidden Hand all the time and stuff. So that was, I was pretty bummed about it. Yeah, yeah, it was so sudden. I mean, I haven't really yeah, looked into the specifics, but it's just a shame that um, man he because yeah. he was such a nice dude. I got to meet him up at the Doom Fest a few years ago, and so awesome. it, it seems like the the scene around there uh, is 
very close knit because uh, yeah. it's like when I mention one person, they'll usually mention somebody else, and it's a guy in another yeah. band, and it's like kind of a family tree in a way with you guys. So I think it was that's what surprised me is your your style of music is so much different than the typical Maryland doom. And so I thought it was so kind of funny and appropriate that there was overlap between, you know, the psychedelic and the doom metal scene up there. Yeah, totally. I think, it's, I think it was, it's weird. It's, I kind of was like, I kind of had a, an end to that scene because in my old band, we had like, and the band was called meat Jack and we had like some, definitely some doomier parts to it, you know, we're definitely Sabbath influenced and, and, and a lot of other, you know, metal bands and stuff. And so I think that's how I kind of got my way, made my way into that scene. And then after I started my own solo project, it was, I still knew all these people from that scene. And then even though the music was a little different, it fit close enough, I think, because of the guitar and just, you know, sometimes some of the riffs I would play. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really interesting some of the places where we've been able to, you know, get, put our, you know, put our little mark on, which is interesting, like, you know, to, like the tour with Wino or whatever and, and play with some of these heavier bands. We just played a metal fest last weekend here called the Shadow Woods. And that's kind of like a, a big thing. It's like a, you know, it's a very big kind of metal scene of all sorts of genres kind of in the Maryland, Baltimore DC area, I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I feel like that. You know, if if somebody really wanted to, they could do sort of an interesting like history of uh, Maryland yeah. Doom in some way. You know, I feel like that would actually be a pretty pretty intricate book if you really started diving deep. Totally, totally, and it will happen one day. Somebody will make one. I don't doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so So, uh, well, when do you guys start on your tour? Is it uh, Wednesday? Wednesday we start the first show in Roanoke. Okay, yep. all right. So how many uh, how many cities are you going to be hitting? Um, I just counted it up. I believe it's twenty two cities, and um, and yeah, Winston Salem is kind of at the the tail end of the tour when we start to make our way. We're kind of going down through like um, uh, Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas, into Texas, and then we work our way you know, along the bottom, back through Louisiana, and, and then coming up the coast, you know, into Georgia and South Carolina. And so um, I think the show in Winston-Salem, I believe, is on a Friday, and the, the tour actually ends on the last show of the tour is Sunday. Um, so it's kind of the last, you know, one of the last shows that we're going to do. It also happens to be Halloween weekend, because Halloween's on a Monday this year, and, mm-hmm. you know, this is the, the Friday before Halloween. So that should be a lot of fun too. And we have um, a very special uh, Halloween costume <laughs> planned for uh, planned for those those Halloween shows, those Halloween the shows close to Halloween. So that should be a lot of fun too. Oh, that's cool. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to that. That uh, yeah. it's always fun when there's a little surprise to look forward to. Yeah, we have a really good costume for those in the know of that movie 2001. Oh man. <laughs> But um, but not everyone see that. We're old. I know. I know. We're gonna be. It's gonna be required viewing. It should be, but it's becoming less and less of a reference point as I get older. It's kind of weird. Yeah, now I get it. It's super weird. But as a kid, the California Raisins would reference 2001. Everybody was referencing that movie. But it it, it should be it should be an interesting enough um, costume, though, that we won't be able to like actually 
play our set with the costumes. But we could probably walk on stage. We'll, we'll be walking around all night with them. On, bumping know, into people. Bumping into people. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome, especially, you know, because the Monstercade's, you know, a, a nice little intimate venue. It shouldn't be hard to bump yeah. into anybody. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I'll be impressed with the costume makes it through the weekend. Which is cool. Right. Like, you know, like, you Halloween, if you destroy your costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. You know, oh, well, you know, there was another thing I did want to ask you guys as well. Um, what, uh, have you ever entertained the idea of putting vocals, or do you prefer the, the sound just to kind of be the thing that, you know, does the talking for you? Well, I mean, we got voices, but yeah, we never have a lot of. We don't have true lyrics often, although we are working on a couple songs for this new album that have very minimal lyrics. One has very minimal but very uh, suggestive lyrics. Oh, (laughs) one. And then I think we're working on like a, this will be for a future album, but because we live in a city and even though we have a love-hate relationship with municipal things, I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a very lyric-heavy song about life in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Some point. Yeah. So there's no, you know, origi- like a, you know, originally Darsamba started out sort of soundtracky, ambient, soundscapey, but there is every now and then there'll be uh, voices, but usually a lot of times they're just uh, chanting nonsense or they're just uh, singing a, a note or something, where, which will then loop and play over that. So maybe someday in the future there might be, but I mean, we, we never say never, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no plans, but you know, definitely, I feel like with Call the Doctor, that's the most singing we've ever put in a Dar Sombra song. And even then it's mostly repeated Call the Doctor over and over again. And then some like, you know, some ah, ah, ah kind of singing, <laughs> but no like actual, like, you know, like lyrics or anything. Yeah, that that's kind of the way I looked at it. It was like I, I heard yeah. you I can hear the voice, but it, it feels more like it's really part of the music instead of distinct from yeah, the music. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of on purpose too. Every now and then somebody'll say, like a sound engineer will say, Turn the voices up or make the voices louder and I'm like, Oh no, they're not supposed to be over the music, they're supposed to be with the music, you know, they're they're part of it. They're like another instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, you know, I've always found any kind of music that is composed without vocals. I, it's to me, it's fascinating when people like yourself can write something where it's almost like the hook is the the music itself, where you find yeah. yourself yeah. humming the hook just as much as you would be humming a, a lyric. Yeah. And that yeah. seems like an, a particularly tough challenge. I mean, is it is yeah. it hard for you guys to do or is it just come naturally? I, I think, you know, I guess it's, it's, it is a little bit of a challenge, but it does kind of just come naturally because I was, I, I'm hugely influenced by what I consider to be very lyrical guitar players. And, and, and like, um, like my prime, one of my prime examples would be like David Gilmore. I feel like he's composed some guitar solos that you could actually hum or get the melodies of them like stuck in your head because they're, you know, they're almost as important as the vocal melody lines. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, that's what I like a good a good rip that can get stuck in your head even if it's you know doesn't have lyrics accompanying it so yeah yeah it's a bit of a challenge but also does comes kind of naturally a little bit yeah 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 it it seems like one of those things that you would have to have sort of a natural ability to do just because I think people kind of take for granted how much they uh, vocals tend to be an important part of a song structure so when you're able to remove something and still make it that yeah. that that kind of all encompassing vibe that 
It's always yeah. impressed me. That's why I love bands. Like I just recently got into. Uh, have you ever heard of a band called Russian Circles? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, their their new album has blown my fucking mind. And, and well, you know, it's like there's not one word on it, but I'll be running around humming those riffs all day long. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I did not. I know. I'm very familiar with the band name Russian Circles, but I guess I wasn't. I guess I never knew they were an instrumental band. Uh, yeah, I didn't either until this year. I was listening to like a, I think a Pelican album or, or something. Yeah, no, I know. I remember Pelican, and I know they were definitely instrumental. Oh yeah, yeah. They're another one of those bands. They they write hummable yeah. hooks. You know, so mm-hmm. it, I, I mean, all of you guys are in good company as far as I'm concerned. You you're all very, you make my ears happy. I'll say that. Awesome. Good to hear. <laughs> well, thank you. So um. Uh, okay, so you guys are going to be playing on Halloween. You're going to be dressing up in costumes. And then uh, how much farther do you think you'll be once you leave the tour? You're probably going to be going back to, to work on this album. Do you have kind of a yeah. time frame of uh, when you think you may have the um, album completed? You know, I want it to be done yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we've been dragging our feet on it. We, we, well, we, we like to take five times longer to do anything because we're both like complete OCD, fussy, picky artists. And yeah. We want to be 100% perfect and then more perfect than that. Yeah, <laughs> and so we wrote the... What happened and we self-release, so... Yeah, and we self-release. So we, um, we're not waiting the label they like, get it done right we've worked with many many different labels really good labels in the past but with the lab, with the transmission album and what they call the doctor tp we just um decided to self-release them just because we just thought we toured so much we're the ones moving most of the units so we just figured cut out the middle man and make make a little more money on the tail end mm-hmm. as long as we have the money to invest in at the, at the at the beginning which you know luckily at the time we did As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but that that is the plan. We, 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 when the pandemic hit and we all of a sudden found ourselves not being able to go anywhere, from about mid-March to about mid-June, we wrote so much material that at some point I had to like kind of stop our jam sessions and just be like, look, we need to now go through this material and and turn it into stuff. You know, I think we got an album or two 
out, out of this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're slowly working our way through what we hope to be a double record. Um, and we're kind of making a point to not do much of anything after this tour so that we can hopefully finish the rest of it because we're only about the halfway point of just sort of cleaning it all up and get putting it all out the way we need it to be. So that is the plan after this is to like try to get get the album out there and then you know it's going to even take a while from then if we want to i mean at least if we want to press it on vinyl there seems to be like oh seems like it seems like a you know it's like everyone tells me like if you put in an order for vinyl now it's like a year till you'll get it back you know because apparently there's a giant backlog of and not i guess not enough pressing plants or something so yeah <laughs> i've i've actually i have a little online vinyl store and I, that's something i've been bitching about since last year is yeah. All these major labels, it, it was it was like they were kind of putting their toes in the water a little bit and pressing some major you know artists and whatnot. And then it seemed like out of nowhere, every major label was like, "Let's press nine billion copies of Taylor Swift and Adele." And and of course, you know, if you're running a printing plant or a pressing plant, you're of course going to take that money. Why wouldn't you? You know, but it's like, man, at the same time, they really kind of fucked over a lot yeah. of uh, underground artists who. Frankly, it was, it's like, you know, time is really important for a musician yeah. just as much as money. And that's that's some bullshit. That drives me crazy. Oh, I know. But, you know, it's funny. It's worse now, but it's always been that way. Because I remember even pressing my first vinyl record uh, you know, um, back in the mid-90s. And, and, you know, the label we were working with at the time t- kind of telling us how it was. Like, well, they won't really tell you exactly how long it's going to take. Because if whatever Nirvana decides to come along and decide that they need a million copies, they're going to push your job to the back. Oh yeah, and first, first. <laughs> and so, and so we were like, oh okay. So you know, we kind of, but now it's gotten you know, like it seems like it's gotten much much worse. But um, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it, we'll still put it out probably on vinyl at some point, I imagine, and oh, yeah. definitely on CD. That's the, the weirdest thing that's happened this year is we're starting to see. CDs coming back. I know, so, isn't that bizarre? Which is okay to me because I'm like, well, that's the quickest turnaround time when you have to manufacture them, and the cheapest out of all the available options currently. Because I know cassettes started to make a little bit of a comeback as well, but I feel like it's still even cheaper to press CDs than cassettes, even. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and well, you know, cassettes were such a pain in the ass format. I was surprised there was any traction, you know, whatsoever. I know, I know. I couldn't, I couldn't believe they came back. I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I think because that used to be the only way I'd listen to music, and to this day, I've still got songs that I I hear. But I'm expecting, because I did so much rewinding and fast-forwarding, that it's like I'm expecting to hear the tail end of the song that came before it. Yeah, and that's in yeah. my head, and then the song I want to yeah. hear actually plays. I can't get rid of that. It's stuck in my brain forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So yeah, I, I was not wild when they were like, "Yeah, tapes." I was like, "Oh, nah, fuck a bunch of tapes, man. I'm not going back." Because <laughs> <laughs> we weren't so, uh, you know, we didn't think quite that way. We we made some cassettes because we thought, well, the market's there, mm-hmm. and yeah, people have been buying them, you know. But it, they, but they, but they're not. They they're not they're still behind both CDs and vinyl as far as I'm concerned as far as um you know how they're moving on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, and I shouldn't talk so much shit about them because I, I I carry a bunch of cassettes on my website, so I should actually probably shut my dumb mouth. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, uh, I 
I'm really impressed that CDs are coming back. I think it's, uh, and I mean, that's cool because you guys would be able to press it and get it out there faster if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of other bands are doing this thing now where they release their album like a few tracks at a time digitally. And then at the end of that, you know, they follow it up with like a whatever physical release. And that's that's something that's probably going to end up how end up being how we end up putting out some stuff in the future, I imagine. <laughs> well, you know, it probably is a lot easier to, and probably takes the edge off, you know, creatively for a lot of bands that you don't have to be like, okay, I got to put 12 songs on here. You yeah, can be like, yeah. oh, no, I can just write these three that I really enjoy yeah. and, you know, fire it out on a, you know, a seven inch or something. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I remember when I put, I wrote the, I wrote out, I, there was a song called Nymphaea that I, an older Darsomber track that I was really excited about when I had finally written it that I was like, there's no way, and it was only like seven minutes long, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to wait around until I have another 30 minutes of material to, to put this out. I'm putting it out right now. And that's what I did, and you know, I, I thought that, I'd love the immediacy of that. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I heard that uh, that's sort of the direction that Weird Al Yankovic's going where he's, he's, I think he's starting to just release singles because it's a lot more timely for what he does. And yeah. so it takes the pressure off of having to come up with an album's worth of material where half of it might not even be relevant by the time it comes back out. Yes, yes, totally. I love that. I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm kind of a weird owl nerd, so, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, eventually he's going to pop up in conversation for me, so that I, I probably should look into getting some help about that. It's kind of a weird <laughs> session to have. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Well, is there we anything... Just, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just, well, I no, was just remember we had, was Weird Al. Was he in the Sparks documentary? Yeah, I think he was. Right? Yeah, yeah. What's I the Sparks documentary? What is that? Um, there's this really amazing band from, from the '70s, but they're still active today. I mean, they they just they're just as big as ever. They just released a new album, and they made and then a, a, a movie musical that was based on their music. Anyway, amazing band called Sparks. Two brothers. And several lineup changes and many stylistic changes from the mid seventies to now. And, um, but it was a great documentary came out about them a couple of years ago. And, and Weird Al was one of the, you know, people in the documentary talking about how much he loved Sparks and, and also saying that he feels they never quite got the shot that they should have gotten because they were, um, they have a lot of humor in their music. And he feels that there's like this sort of backlash from a whole certain segment of, music fans about funny music or music with humor in it. You know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> you think there'll be a whole group of people that'll just automatically dismiss it as like, you know, whatever, some kind of novelty bullshit or something. And yeah, so he was there championing, champion, championing the band Sparks and other bands that decided to use, you know, humor as part of their, um, <laughs> yeah. Like as part of the, what they do in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a shame that people are, I mean, it is what it is, but it's a shame that people kind of close off from that when, you know, it, it just this one little facet of the music is not good for them. So therefore they're going to reject it wholesale. And it's like, oh, that's right. kind of a bummer. You, you probably missed out on something you would have really enjoyed. Yeah, sure. Totally. And I, I like humor in music. I don't, I, you know, mm. I think it was Frank Zappa who said, does humor belong in music? Because <laughs> there was a whole bunch of people that would kind of give him crap, too, and other people, because they're like, oh, it's just comedy 
it's just comedy crap. You know, it's just comedy music. It's mm-hmm. like, no, there's, there's room for this, you know? Yeah. There's comedy films. What's wrong with that? I, I know, right? Well, guys, I will let you go. I don't want to take up all your time today, um, but uh, could you let everybody listening uh, know where to, you know, find your socials, website, pick up the music, all the all the good stuff that they can do to support you? Yeah, yeah, we're on everything. So we, you know, we're everywhere. We got darsombra.com is the kind of the one stop shop for everything because everything launches from there. But we're on Facebook, we're on Spotify, we have a YouTube channel. We got. Instagram. Honestly, if you go out into the middle of the street and shout Darsombra, you'll probably find a wet result. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that one to try later on, so I hope you guys can, you know, give me some bail money when they come to arrest me. Right. <laughs> right. They'll just swoop in like Batman and Robin. Now the question is, which one of us is Batman? Uh, which one is Robin? That's, that's, that's the, the question for the ages, isn't it? I know. We'll leave you with that. <laughs> Well, maybe that'll be the costume and we can find out on the concert oh, at the end of the month. That would be a really good Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I guys, I'm looking forward to coming out and see you. Uh, I oh, will... Um, you. Yeah, I'll, I'll completely you. bother you. I'll, I'll try not to. I'll try to do it before I start getting beers in me and then after that I can get annoying, ah! so I'll, I won't do that. <laughs> Don't worry, you can bother the hell out of us. One of us will be jumping around like an ape, and the other will be bumping into things. Okay. All right, well, the, I, well then I can get along with that. That's perfectly fine. <laughs>
So that's going to do it for this episode of the Piedmont Triad Podcast. I'd like to thank Brian and Ann for taking the time to chat with us. Make sure to go and check out Call the Doctor slash Night Garden on all of the streaming platforms, including their Bandcamp page. And make sure you go to darsombra.com to find out all about their tour dates this month, as well as all of their social media platforms. And if you are in the Piedmont Triad area, make sure you go see them live at the Monstercade in Winston-Salem on October 28th. Again, a big thanks to Matt Smith and the Cowboy Spankers for letting us use their tune, Not Tonight, as our theme music. Make sure to go to their Bandcamp page and check their music out. And again, a big thanks to my friend and artist Brian Falk for all of our logo artwork. And a big thanks to you for listening. Make sure you're to subscribe to the Piedmont Triad podcast and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Piedmont Podcast or Facebook at Piedmont Triad Podcast. Also, be sure to check out heavy-vinyl.com, our online rock and metal vinyl website where you can grab new metal and rock vinyl releases, as well as catch up on all of our Piedmont Triad podcast episodes, as well as our sister podcast, The Rock God Podcast. Until next time, Triad. She keep on moving. You like the devil when the sun goes down. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.